G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. To win one world championship in any sport is hard enough, but to win three... But win those three in a row is simply off the charts. But that's exactly what Women's World Motocross Champion Courtney Duncan has done. And right now she's sitting in MIQ, having finally secured a spot and hankering to see her family for Christmas. Today was supposed to be release day. But Omicron case in the hotel means Courtney's now going to miss Christmas Day by the slimmest of margins. How are you feeling, Courtney? Hey, mate, how's it going? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not too bad, eh? I'm not too bad. I think I'm just uh, grateful to be home back in Kiwiland, even if it is uh, a few days later than expected to see the family. How hard was it to finally get that spot off uh, Sport New Zealand? Were we, I saw you doing a bit of a ticket tour around Europe and spending time in Italy. Was it more about just filling time but really wanting to come home? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, as soon as I won the championship, I think, my mind switched to wanting to come home. You block it out for the year as you've got a job to do and once that job's done, you kind of want to pack your gear up and get on the plane and get home. But like you say, unfortunately, that wasn't um, an opportunity for me right at the start. So uh, I did some tricky touring and looking around. And uh, No, I did have a good time though still. Well, you deserved it after another stunning season. When you're, when you're an athlete overseas and, and the world mm-hmm. that we live in now, how strong is the draw of home? Yeah, no, it, it is tough. It is tough, and I think because the current circumstances overseas, you do have to kind of lock yourself up at times and isolate yourself just because of, you can't really attract the COVID situation, otherwise you're out of competition. So um, there's times that you miss home, but honestly, just that opportunity to be a world champion and putting in the work day to day kind of kept my mind off it most of the time. You know, I was thinking about this. You look back on the three titles, right? You went back to back to back, 19, 20 and 21. If the cards had fallen your way, we actually could have been talking six worlds because there was the rogue photographer. <laughs> oh, yeah, think about it, right? The rogue photographer on the track in 2016, a bad call by the officials in 2017. Then you got your foot injury in 2018. Yeah. So you had to wait all these years to finally say, actually, I'm better than a lot of you as it is. How did that three <laughs> years of frustration build your resistance and your resilience? I honestly, I think it shaped me to, to who I am today as a person and an athlete and like you say particularly it could have been six but I think if I had it come straight through as a you know rookie and one straight off the bat I wouldn't have had the same life lessons and experience behind me that's been able to kind of bring me to these last three so um, no I, I think even with everything that comes with winning I think just I would have taken the lessons I've learned in those three years and definitely, you know, been a huge help with the last couple. You see, in, in your game, talent is everything, but also mental toughness is, is the other big player. What did you have mm-hmm. to teach yourself about being tough mentally after those initial three years? Just, yeah, you're right. It's, it's huge in our sport and in international sport. It's, I think it's like 70, 80 percent, honestly. You're all talented, you all work hard. It's, it's who's mentally strong and can kind of bridge that gap. And um, yeah, no, I, I did have that right from the beginning as a kid. And um, 
I had a lot of confidence and I think those three years where I failed, that knocked it from me and um, the most important thing was just being kind of true to yourself and not listening to so much outside support because there was times where I got wrote off and, you know, the kid that had the speed but was never going to, you know, pull together a championship. So um, from that side of things, sorry, that was just a fun. Um, I just had to remember, you know, why I'm here and that I was tough enough to make it no matter what anyone else thought. But, Courtney, do you have mental exercises you do on a weekly basis? They could be ringing to say you can get out. Do you want to answer, do you want to answer that call quickly? <laughs> no, it's okay. They're not calling. <laughs> Just check them off the hook. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> so, so do you have mental exercises you go through on a, a weekly basis to to give yourself the edge? Yes and no. I think uh, I, I do do a lot of study around that. I, I do look into it. I do kind of try to align myself with other athletes that are mentally strong and being able to break through and see what they're doing and apply that to my own work. And um, honestly, it's, it's all on yourself, though, if, if you can make that happen. And um, it can be selfish and, and caught as you know, an arrogant aspect at times, but I try to just keep it that sort of attitude when I put the helmet on and be my normal self um, when it's off. So the, the, the fun thing about being world champion, you get a golden helmet, don't you? Yes, yes. i got a couple of them now, so um, we no, should, that, that's cool. Well, you should have three, right? Not a couple. You should have yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, sorry. i got three of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're a three-time champion. You're a three-time champion, not a two-time champion. Have you, got, have, you got, have you got it in your kit bag at the moment? Yeah, I do. I do, yeah. I make sure that was first pack to come home. I mean, come home with no clothes, but I come home with my helmets and my medals <laughs> and stuff. So uh, paying price for it now when there's no washing, though. I'm uh, running low on the clothes. Well, just oh my gosh! Who's, who's your who's your kid sponsor? Get them to throw some stuff at you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Hey, um, I, I read this morning you're out of contract with your current team. Uh, where are we at with that? Yeah, that's still um, in the pipeline and stuff. Obviously, I can't go into much details. Nothing's been um, finalised or come through. But uh, let's hope uh, I have something in the new year. I would say to be able to announce, so um, yeah, we can hang tight till then. <laughs> so that was the biggest palm off you've given me in a, lo- in a long, long time. Can- <laughs> <laughs> I can't say too much, that's the thing, I'll get in trouble. Oh no, while. that's okay, That's okay, mate, but uh, are we expecting you to s- stay where you are? I'd like to think so, I'd yeah. like to think so. Obviously, for, for me, it's it's not just the team, it's, it's all my friends I align myself with, I think. You can even look to, to Monster. They've been around a long time. Um, and some other partners of mine that we like to build long-term relationships if we have, you know, that loyalty. And um, especially if you have the same vision, I think, and, and the same mindset to be successful and you both get along well, then there's no reason to change. Do you see yourself now becoming a role model for young women? Because I, I like I like to think maybe role model is is, is a hell of a responsibility, and I, I like the word hero because kids look up as as individuals as heroes. How would you like to consider yourself now that you have done what you have done and will continue to do? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to be able to see, you know, myself as, as a role model and a leader for, you know, young girls or just young athletes in general or young kids in general, whether they're athletes or not, to kind of follow with the, the same positive attitude and mindset towards whatever they want to do. And, um, yeah, hopefully I can lead by example. You know, when you, when you went into the final round, you didn't actually have to win that, that last race. You just had to place nicely. Is that a maturing of you as a racer, knowing just get, do it by the numbers, don't try and be the, you know, the rock star all the time? Yes, yes, 100%. And obviously that's one of the things that I've been able to learn through. Ultimately, actually, the mistakes made in the first few years. You know, I didn't need to win them all, and I didn't need to win from the first lap, put it that way. So... Um, obviously, if the win's there, you take it. I mean, if I could go on and win 12 races out of 12 for the year, I'd be. I want to take that. But if they're not quite there, they're not quite yet there. The end of the go- the end of the year, you know, the goal is to be world champion. So, um, yeah, maturity's definitely helped in the last couple of years. How much tougher was this win as opposed to the first two? Uh, they were all different. They were just all different. The first year, the year itself was, I don't want to say easy because it's never easy, but it just felt like everything kind of fell into place for me and went my way. Um, to get there, obviously, another story, but the year itself in 2019 was smooth. And um, 2020 and 2021 had their own hurdles, I would say, their own challenges along the way. Um, 2020, I had that massive crash and resulted in the DNF, which left me pouring back points. And then obviously this year I had a pretty um, difficult round in the sand. I lost a lot of points there. And then obviously I had quite a big crash in Spain. Um, but all in all, it was a relatively good year. And I think actually this year, out of all my years, I've been able to demonstrate more of a a championship, a champion approach and mindset and just be able to kind of control the situations better. It's such an un-Kiwi thing to do, isn't it? Go and knowing you're the champion and behave like a champion because we all like to be humble, but just quietly you're going in, you're going in with a swagger, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I mean, I think that was part of my mindset in the last race. Like, I, I finished third, got the championship, and then I went to the line and I got to run the gold helmet and the gold plate and I wanted to go out there and put it, you know, out front where it was meant to be and, um, we always like to win, don't we? Can I just say, can I just compliment you, by the way? Uh, we saw the vision of the awards. I have never seen you in a dress. Uh, I've only ever interviewed you in a race suit. And might I say, very nice, my dear, very nice. So is it is it nice to just be normal and just not wear race suits all the time? <laughs> I appreciate that. No, uh, probably a lot of people haven't saw me in dress. There's not uh, too many days I, I get dressed up like that, I must say. But to be fair, I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy to, um, yeah, glamour up here and there. So, uh, no, and in Monaco, Monaco of all places, right? Oh, what was that like? What's my, I've never been, so what's Monaco like, man? Yeah, it's cool. It, it's really cool. It's a place that you definitely want to um, go past. Probably not much for me to do in the shops here. <laughs> Everything's like, yeah, pretty pricey. But despite that, the awards and like the evening and was really special. And um, no, definitely uh, experience a lifetime, shall I say. Did you rub shoulders with any heroes at the awards? 
Yeah, there was. Obviously, we had quite a lot of the discipline. So Fabio, the um, MotoGP champion, was there. That was quite cool to see him. Um, really cool guy, actually. And, uh, yeah, just like uh, World Superbike champion Jonathan Ray. Obviously, I know Johnny through Kawasaki and stuff. So it was cool to kind of catch up with some mates in different disciplines that you don't get to see throughout the year. And, um, yeah, no, it was a good, good evening for sure. Courtney, it's not a bad life for all the hard work, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I was sitting here and got the news in MIQ and it got pushed back, obviously, after Christmas. But like you say, I think this year has just been amazing for me to win another world championship, travel the world, um, do some amazing things. Like like you say, life is not bad, so there's nothing to complain about. No, you're right. Well, I can only wish you a happy Christmas. I hope Mum and Dad maybe sneak you in a, a better a better Christmas dinner than MIQ. Who knows what happens then? But uh, Murph and I follow you, of course, every week on Sky Speed. We love you, mate. Uh, you you make us proud. You make this this country proud with your attitude and the way you do things. So thanks for being you. Thanks for being a good sport as always and taking the Mickey because that's always a bit of fun too. You can have my job when I'm done because I know you want it. Uh, you, you've, you've you've been quite open about that. You want my job? That's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that but uh hey happy christmas and uh, i'm just really looking forward to you get out and go and being with your your family and donors mate awesome i appreciate the support from you guys as well and uh it's always good to catch up so anytime mate all right there you go happy christmas mate thank you courtney duncan is i gotta say She's about two foot six. She's really tiny and she's throwing these big bikes around. And when you look at the tracks they have to race on, you, you look at the fields of our 30 riders and she is a three time, three time world champion back to back to back. That is no mean feat. And you know, they say about champions, they're always good people. Courtney Duncan is a good human being.